February 13, 2021. It's a watch from Pedro's show.
set in stone preordained before you slice of paradise bearing your name you are the subtraction and you are the song
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. Middle of the month, right? Pert near. Uh, start off with Why Was I Born from John Coltrane with Kenny Burrell. Yeah, he didn't play with the guitar a lot. Or uh, record, rather. So this is special for my guests. Uh, ben Salter with uh, Restless Leg Syndrome. Uh, yeah, bro- uh, Brother Matt, Pleasure Point, Love Grotto, Quint Quarantino mode. But I'm not totally man alone because those engineers in Estonia with their uh, righteous Skype invention, I got Brother Ben Salter. Uh, talking to us from Hobart, Tasmania, part of Australia. Welcome aboard, Ben. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've been hearing you a long time, and now I get to uh, learn about your musical journey, how you got to where you are now uh, as a permanent installation at (laughs) at a museum. (laughs) Luckily, you're not in a glass box, and you're, you're breathing and doing songs and your earliest let's go back way back like your earliest musical memory man please um i guess my earliest musical memory would be singing in the car like my my parents would would always sort of had like we weren't i wouldn't say it was a super musical household but we always had music in the house and my parents my dad was really into credence clearwater revival and um (laughs) He used to have like a tape, a reel-to-reel tape machine under the house that we never actually turned on, but I would go down there and find all these reel-to-reel tapes and of like the Stones and stuff. And I always thought my dad was really a bit of a stiff, you know, he's pretty straight, conservative sort of guy. But then when I found all these Rolling Stones reel-to-reels and stuff under the house, I knew there was a some sort of um, you know inclination. Um, but yeah, my mother was really into like. Um, you know, Paul Simon, Graceland, I remember that album getting let, played let a lot. Let me get this straight, um, Ben, let me get this straight. You said you found some reel-to-reels, but at first you said you were here, you were singing in the car. Yeah, we were singing, we used to sing in the car a lot when we'd go on trips and stuff, so there'd always be tapes, you know, like there'd be... Um, you got, there was yeah. a reel-to-reel tape recorder in the car? No, not in the car, not <laughs> in the car. That was just like, that was two unrelated <laughs> musical recollections. Well, they're but... kind of related. They're both music. Now, look, when I met D. Yeah. Boone, when I met D. Boone, the only rock band he had er, ever heard was Queens. So. Oh, wow. Well, it's, if there's only one you're going to listen to, then that's a pretty good one, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were 12, right? This is like 19, yeah. 1970. And yeah. In fact, the year they broke up, you know, they did those first sex records and three fucking years it's pretty incredible oh my god i had so, no idea they did it so quickly it's amazing so in, in in this pad you're brisbane a gold coast no i was i was born in a place called townsville which is not a joke name that's actually the name of the town it's incidentally also the name of the town where the powerpuff girls come from but um they're not the same place either but anyway townsville's in like north queensland um up towards you know the tropics near the reef um but it's also a big it was a big military base my my dad was in the army so i was born there and then we moved around a lot we lived in england and we lived in sydney and canberra but then i ended up doing all my high school and you know a couple of years of like you know what we call university college you'd say like in townsville and then i i got the hell out of there and moved down to brisbane which was like the nearest nearest sort well, of capital that's, city. that's why i brought up, that's why i brought up brisbane because that's the most north i've you know i've been to australia five times to play yeah different groups and jay mask is porno, no porno for pyro's first time no it yeah wow no, what? Yeah, and then uh, who's the other cats? No, it was Jay Maskus first, then Portal for Pyros, and then Stooges, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. And, and the most kid. north I've been was was the Gold Coast, uh, was Brisbane. It's a little more north than Gold Coast, but that 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 part. So that that what's that state called? Queensland. 
Not Queensland, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Queensland. Because you guys got some, like Canada, there's some states, there's some territories. No, they got provinces. That's right. Yeah, we got a lot of, um, yeah, and they're very big, you know, I guess like being oh, yeah. in the States. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. about the same size, but there's just not as many people. So, you know, like mm-hmm. for me to get to Brisbane from Townsville, if I wanted to, like when I went to the big day out for the first time, it was like 1994. And, that like, that was it. Um, no, 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 it, was, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. I was there in 96, yeah, 95, 95. 96, 96. Yeah, I remember because I missed it and I couldn't go and I was real deboed because um, I think Weezer played as well. And um, yeah, but yeah, it's like 20 hours on a bus to go from um, Townsville or 24 hours on a bus to go down. And, yeah, there's five <laughs> big towns and you got to kind of fly between them because they're spread apart. Totally. Uh, Jesus, yeah, that, Jesus Lizard was on that tour. So, in, in the, any of these pads you grew up, was there musical instruments, or were your folks yeah, just they were, listeners? They were more listeners, not really instruments. My sister had like a half-hearted attempt at um, learning guitar, so there was a guitar around, but I wasn't that interested. I actually played the bagpipes for a while. <laughs> Um, I was always singing, like I was always into singing from a really early age. So I was always like singing stuff in the shower. And then I heard the bagpipes. These kids at my school played the bagpipes. And so I decided I wanted to learn the bagpipes. And I did that for a few years. But um, after I went to the music festival, you know, in 94 and saw, I think I saw, you know, like the, the Ramones and Smashing Pumpkins and I think Soundgarden, you know, this was the height of the grunge, the grunge year. And I was definitely upset. And I came back from that festival and all I wanted to do was be in a band, you know. You know what? There was an Australian. Man, well, of course, the Bad Seeds was on that tour with Portal for Pyro, but uh, Custard. Oh, yeah. So you know of them because nobody knows about those cats. I thought they're great. Yeah, they're awesome. They're pretty big. You know, they're pretty big in Australia and, and they're also from, from Brisbane. And so I know those guys pretty well. I know Dave, the singer, reasonably well. He's a real um, amazing songwriter they're still going they just sort of reformed and did a couple of a couple of new albums and they're really great and yeah yeah, this is 25 years ago yeah yeah they were funny guys i think they uh they liked that they told me they liked the pixies okay oh yeah well that and they were mad pixies fans and also i think eric drew feldman might have produced one of their albums and um yeah, they had a like they had a, a few little associations with sort of Frank Black and and that scene, I guess. Um, and there was definitely that vibe they going play, through their music. They play uh, Eric Drew Feldman play with the cat. He's on Shiny yeah. Beast. Yeah, Shiny. Yeah, yeah. Or no, no, he ain't on Shiny Beast. Maybe because because he had to go play with somebody else and leave. They had uh, the one of the Fowler brothers do an air bass, which was like kind of a trombone or some shit. My memory Jeez. sometimes. But let's get back to school. So at school you played bagpipes. You weren't in uh, the the marching band or, or maybe they yeah, had... I was in like a mar- the local marching band. Although it was basically just a group of um, expatriate Scottish sort of alcoholics that would occasionally play bagpipes and stuff. In grade but, uh... school, alcoholics. <laughs> What's that? There was they were alcoholics in grade school. No, no, these were like the the band that I was a part of. That was like a was a traditional, um, you know, it was this old Scottish traditional Highland pipe band. So I just went and got lessons from them. But as far as I could gather, they were all just they all just drank a lot and oh um, no, well we got we, uh, we, well we got at our schools sometimes. Some schools don't even have music programs, but some have uh, marching bands for the sports, for the uh, football team and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had, um, I was in cadets, like I was, uh, I had this very bad failed career as an army cadet. We have this thing called, I think you might have something equivalent over there, but it's like, I think because my dad was in the army, I wanted to like try and, you know, follow in his footsteps. So we had this thing where, you you know, you all do parades and you you dress up in the uniform and like, so I did the... uh, I did the bagpipes at one of our parades for the army cadets, but um, 
after that, I after I discovered rock and roll, the cadets sort of went to the that got yeah went into the bin. <laughs> well, you know, even military things have uh, fucking bands, right, to keep people marching in line and stuff. So I, yeah, know, yeah. But uh, yeah, from, from Ohio's pop was in the the band on a boat on a cruiser that was over there where you guys are in the Second War. Uh, yeah, well, let me, let, let me ask you about this uh, after school. The garage band, the basement band, the bedroom band. Did you do that with your buddies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we had a few bands up in Townsville. Um, we had a band called um, The Purple Hearts, and then we had a band called The Drowners, I think we named after that suede song. Um, I was really into Britpop as well. It's weird being in Australia and being like halfway between sort of grunge and like this American, you know, like um, rock music and then also this quite sort of mannered uh, English, uh, you know, sort of pop music that was happening at the same time so but yeah we had a we had a bunch of those kind of bands and you know pretty soon realized that we had to go down to brisbane to you know to do anything so me and my best friend um from you know giants of science we, we moved down to brisbane and started doing it more seriously well when you were in townsville did you do any gigs yeah we did a few gigs tell, it was like tell me about any... the first one um, I'm trying to think. We played at like various sort of. Um, I remember we went back to the school the year after I graduated because they had some sort of fate or something like that, and we played at the fate. Um, and we we also did like various little sort of rock, you know, band. What are they called? Battle of the Bands type things. Well, tell um, me, tell me about the first one. Was it was it a pants shitter? Was it scary? Uh, uh, I think so. I can't, you know what? I can't even remember which was the first one. Isn't that terrible? But like, no, I always look, it's really... a lot. It's a lot from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> but uh, were you guys copying off records or were you writing your own material? We had a couple like we had a couple of very, very simple songs. But, you know, we were totally obsessed with, um, you know, Nirvana and, and that kind of thing. And like so we were writing really simple chords, but we were mainly just covering um yeah, stuff like Nirvana and, um, but also Oasis and and uh, all sorts of like yeah, I was like really into the Smashing Pumpkins, so um, please don't hold that against me. But um, yeah, we would do a lot of those songs and yeah, but yeah, always I started writing stuff pretty early on. Like I was always like into yeah, both for bands and also just started writing like acoustic stuff as well. And yeah, okay, I want to play. Remember when we went for a swim? <laughs> swim You didn't want to get in When we went for a swim I said you just gotta get your head wet No regrets Just get your head wet And remember how we both took a dive We felt so alive We both took a dive And in the end you didn't want to get out You were swimming about Oh yeah, we went for a swim Come on, let's swim, baby.
We had a long talk When we went for a walk Said you're the strangest person I've ever met No offense You're the strangest of men And remember how we went into battle That battle, but we emerged victoriously, ran into the sea, and went for a swim. Oh, come on, let's swim again now. Wish I hadn't sent you away On this rainy day Why'd I send you away? Cause even though the weather's too bad to swim We could stay in Well baby let's stay in
Watt from Pedro Show. Remember when we went for a swim, but Ben Salter. Symphony number no. nine, Beyond. This is third movement, Essence of Time Travel. Wharton Tears, uh, drummer man, but he also a uh, composer, and he's got this whole symphony, number no. nine, Beyond. And uh, this is all the rough version. He's got, he got, you know, it's all written for symphony one day. Thurston Moore, after that, Thurston got a new record he's made with this situation. The Park Bench is the name of the tune, and uh, Ben Addy, brand new, up in uh, York, part of England, uh, Even When It Breaks, uh, Jim Stewart, Dead Sea, brand new, uh, also brand new from Eokoi, I-O-K-O-I, you know, sorry for fucking that up if I did, Flexostatic Extended, then Bombus Prendon, Bombus Prendon from uh, D.C. of ag- Agriculture, not Agriculture, but two words, pun rock, not punk rock, right? Pun rock. Uh, hands rotten from Switzerland with Fog Zero. And finally, Five Girl Rumba, Ben Salter, which reminds me of a Wire song that was big influence that I <laughs> still do with my missing man called Three Girl Rumba. But this is the Ben Salter take, you know, of course, it's got to be five. You know the law of fives, right? For every two things revealed, keep three concealed. Uh, that's a good one. Luminous tri- Trilogy, uh, Robert Anton Wilson, Robert Shea. you got to read it one day when you got some time. So let's get back to your uh, story of music. You and your buddy, you go to Brisbane with the Giants of Science. Yeah, we started Giants of Science down there because uh, we moved to Brisbane and got into um, smoking weed a lot and started getting really into, uh, like, Stoner Rock. So we were really obsessed with the first... Um, Queens of the Stone Age album, you know, the, the brown one. You know, you um, know look, look, let's talk about Ben Salter music. No more other band names. <laughs> I'm trying to deflect the question. No, but... more, no more other. You and your buddy doing uh, Yeah, all right. Well, we, so we started, we were like, yeah, we, we started jamming. We met a few people down there who were like, um, particularly my friend Steve, the drummer, who was like, had amazing taste in music. And we would go around to his house and just jam, you know, all day like you do back then. And, um, and we would make, you know, um, like, little scenes and shit for our band and and we we decided we were going to have lab coats um you know we we needed to stand out from the the crowd and we we came up with the name giants of science from this sort of uh high school like this series of books that were made for school kids and stuff and um all about you know famous scientists and and whatever else and and so we had these lab coats and we're playing this sort of stoner rock music uh, but sort of with a twist you know we were really into lots of Lots of different stuff. It all sort of got, but basically rock and roll. And there that was, was around all, there was that Australian band. I mean, they, Australia had their own hard rock thing way before that desert stuff over here. Called scientists, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, right. And lime spiders, and because uh, Australia was way into Stooges, probably more than the yeah. U.S. at that time or before. Yeah, right. Uh, one thing I remember: Morrow Bay bugs. These kind of crabs that are I don't know these kind of crustaceans it's half crab half shrimp kind of yeah yeah Morton Bay bugs yeah, yeah. Morton Bay that's what it is yeah okay do you eat some of those yeah I did once well they're, fan- they're fantastic it you know like we somebody- can get because um we've got real cheap seafood here at the moment because uh no one wants to buy it from uh you know all the COVID business so all of a sudden everyone in Australia can afford to eat uh you know, crayfish and lobster. And yeah, stuff. well, it's it looks crazy. like those things are glued together. Australia has a lot of a life that's different. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so look, 
was there, there was a club scene. You guys were doing gigs, right? Did you record? Was there studio? Yeah, there was a there was a really good scene in Brisbane, um, and there always has been for a while, and a really great rock and roll scene. You know, stretching all the way back to the Saints. And oh you know, yeah, you, you, Kim, Kim Salmon, right? Yeah. Oh no, he was Kim Salmon was um yeah he was in Scientist. They were sort of Western Australia, but we had you know Chris Bailey and Ed Cooper from the Saints. Well, maybe and, move there because I remember when we played with B Suburban, he joined them. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, maybe fuck. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry, but uh, I mean, Kim has played in so many bands and moved around so much. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all, you know. Like, um, but you know, you know, Brisbane had its own sort of weird history. I mean, particularly the Saints being like they're sort of the, you know, the most legendary band to come right. out of Brisbane. But stranded. also, you know, go, I'm stranded. Yeah, yeah, great, huge great. song. And uh, so, did you guys record? Did you do your first recording yeah, there? Yeah, we did a demo tape. Uh, it was called Get Your Hands on Science. And we gave that to, there was like two record stores in town, uh, Rocking Horse Records and Skinny's. And so we went down where I would just spend all my time. Because at the same time, I was busking, right? I was like playing Beatles covers in the street for money. Um, and uh, yeah, we went and took our little demo tape down to both the record shops. And, you know, they listened to it. And, and the, the guys at Skinny's were like, you know, we want to, we're starting this record label and we want you to do a, an EP. And so that's sort of all how it all just kicked off. And like we went went to a recording studio near Byron Bay. I'm sure you've been to Byron Bay. Um, that's where I ate those Morton Bay bugs. Yeah, nice. It's a beautiful spot. Well, there's a little recording studio in the hinterland there. Um, incidentally, also called Rocking Horse. Uh, and we recorded our little EP. And yeah, it was, it was you know, a crazy time. Like Lots of stuff happening all at once and doing tours with just about every... Every band that was coming through town, we were doing the supports for. So we played with so many, you know, so many amazing bands. Well, you opened um, up, right? You didn't tour your touring's really hard yeah. in Australia. Yeah, well, we were doing that as well. You know, we were doing our own tours to Sydney and Melbourne, and it was basically like, yeah, get in the van and drive for twenty hours, and then <laughs> get out and play four shows and get back in the van and drive back. Um, but yeah, we were doing both, you know, doing lots of supports and then and doing lots of our own shows and just building up those, you know, relationships that I still have today with people in other towns, you know, that were into the same stuff and sleeping on their couches. And did, did you ever go that. the other direction, like Darwin and Alice Springs? No, never. You know what? I've never been yeah, to Alice either. Springs. Isn't that terrible? No, it ain't terrible. It's just <laughs> you know because it's kind of out there, right? And I, yeah. I was just curious if people did. You know, uh, yeah. I got to tell the listeners, when you go more north in Australia, it's more tropical. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're on the other side of the equator. Yeah, that's it's why real hot it's... up there. I mean, even Townsville was hot enough for me. Now I'm in Tasmania, so that tells you about how I feel about the heat. <laughs> so he's way in the nor uh, south, but that's cold because it's opposite. Yeah. In fact, he's in summertime now, people. Yeah, it's glorious, Mike. Yeah. What can I tell you? Okay, okay. So, so what happens with the... Geni uh, the science genius of science giants of science <laughs> well we did like another we kept touring we did an album um called the history of warfare um and then we did another album um uh, but then in the meantime i started this other band called the gin club which was like um i was i was running so i was still sort of busking you know, we, you know i don't know if that, that you have that word in the states we, yeah, say we busking. know about it yeah yeah you put out your hat yeah yeah, exactly. So I was doing that to sort of still pay the bills, and um, I was running this sort of open mic night at, a, at an Irish pub in the in the in the middle of Brisbane um, called O'Malley's, and I was just like hosting it, um, and then I would sort of 
encourage people that came along to play their own stuff like you know i was like you know if you want to do covers that's fine but it'd be really cool to hear some of your own songs so and these people would come along you know from all walks of life um some people that i knew just other people just completely random that i met um one guy from sweden you know that was just happened to be coming passing through town and and they all got up and did their two songs at the at the open mic night and i was just like oh my god you know these these songs are amazing and it just seems stupid that there's not that more people can't hear um, this stuff. So we would like go back to someone's house after the pub and just keep playing our songs and everyone would learn everyone's songs. And we're like, we should start a band. So we started this, this other band called the gin club. And we were all really obsessed with, you know, like folk and, um, you know, Neil Young and, oh, and the go. band. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're yeah. at the end of the first hour, Ben, February yeah. 13, 2021 dish swap. Peter show special guest, Ben Salter, hold time for hour two. February 13, 2021, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. Did calm down ever calm anyone down? I have no idea what is allowed. You don't have to be crazy, but it helps. Thick bit of anger comes rising up There's a virulent strain of heat and violence That leads to come to an end Damaged tits and egos on a bender Before the moon became full, he was only 
uh, I was on register. I was learning how to do register. And if any area, the area is very. He once ever worked in like a drive-through. Oh, Jesus! Hola. March, so it was very cold. It's like March getting tipsy. And I was. Where the fuck were you hiding? I too scared. I stabbed you, Nam. they're not called dummies where you are, right? Too small. It's only supposed Either. to fit like six to seven people because that's how many people are. Pass out. Ed. Blue, yellow, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I got oh, three yeah. hours of <laughs> my shift. Burn out! A hundred degrees. Here it comes. Burn a drive through. However, there was- Oh my god, you're so adorable! <laughs> what? Oh. Thank you. <laughs> so many. Me <laughs> was like, "Are you okay?" I was. It's very toasty, very warm. No one's in here. No, 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 no. I am white. I am. Thank you so much for the T1 sub. I do really appreciate it. Help. And enjoy the emotes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can pet me. Nice. Hi, friend. Hi. Why do I call it a dummy? Why do you call it a nuke nuke? Who the fuck is shooting randomly? With a ton of bodies, like, I don't know what I told you. The lady was like teaching us how, and I saw my vision. And I know you're fucked. He's gone, dude. He just like left the conversation. Go to another world. Why are you shooting people with guns? All area. She's not mine. We have seen each other. I'm not right now. Nope. 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 Nope.
<laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm, li I'm lagging really hard. I need to. <sighs> Wait, where do I go? A random question. Do you hear other voices? Is my is my character okay for you, Augur? Is my character okay? Sorry, I I, I can't see anything. not even the fact that I've been blackout drunk on here. Apparently I married like, some people. Yeah. So, um... um... <laughs> 그냥 넘기고 <laughs> 넘겨주는 거예요. 그냥 넘겨서 넘겨...
from Pedro so start off the second hour with did calm down ever calm anyone down yeah I know this is fucking thing people saying that shit to you in an especially excited <laughs> manner right? as I can say Ben Salter and then Werewolf here's three songs from this because it's, it's 30 years now for Kill Rockstar so they're, every month they're putting out a song and uh, Werewolf Little Masm with Jad Fair Thor Harris Craig Ross and then some song from Michaela Davis and Mary Lou Lord and uh, me and my, the Black Gang uh, doing a cover, uh, Bikini Kill, Rebel Girl. And then from Balmore, uh, Network Glass. Man, I dig this cat door. He's an incredible uh, musician. <laughs> That's like, and a tune called 508, which is how long it is, you know, of course. Uh, Hearsay after that with the KL Crisis. This is a band from the desert here. Before that, uh, Caius stuff called Hearsay, and they're getting back together. And Ben Salter, after that, I think after 27 years, a producer like held the tapes hostages. There's some drama story. And then uh, Ben Salter, you brother, with give them the lot, the lot. I remember hearing that in England the first time Minutemen went over. Yeah, the lot. We'll service the lot. (laughs) 
<laughs> Give him a lot. <laughs> right, there we go. right, right. So, okay. So, so this is bitching. You made a band out of, of cats just doing open mic nights. So what, what happens with the gin, uh, gin club? Yeah, once again, I mean, I'm sure you probably know what it's like when you when you start a band with that's really pure and you don't really expect anything to happen and you're just doing it because you're really into it. Of course, things do start to happen because people really dig that, you know, they dig that that vibe and they really into that um yeah into you know it was really inclusive band you know and we had a lot of members and we we're all swapping instruments all the time on stage and taking turns singing songs and pretty soon we were like um you know even getting bigger than giants of science we were going down to melbourne all the time that was when i started really spending a lot of time in melbourne and we went over to play at muse expo in la um which was a really big deal because i'd never been to the states before and uh, we played some shows over there and uh, also went to Canadian Music Week. And we, once again, we did lots of shows with supporting a lot of bands that came to Australia and a lot of, played with a lot of Australian bands. And then I was, it was, it was a little bit of crossover with Giants of Science. I was playing that stuff and then also playing this sort of folk music. And then, um, yeah, and then that's sort of what ended up with, you know, I ended up sort of doing more of my solo stuff after that. Um, just because, you know, I realised that, um, you know, people, it's like with bands, people, not everyone wants to spend their whole life uh, sleeping on people's couches and um, hanging out in bars. So um, I sort of figured I, I better start just doing my own stuff and stop dragging people, um, stop dragging people around Australia in a, in a van. And, uh, yeah, and pl- some of these pubs, I remember, were kind of hotels. Like, when you played was kind of the, yeah, the bar area, the hotel. I remember the yeah. tour with Jay Mask and uh, stuff like that. So it just becomes Ben Salter Man alone? Yeah, for, for a while. I mean, I, I just realized I got to about, I turned, I was, I sort of turned around 30 and the Gin Club was still doing albums and we were, you know, we ended up doing, we're still sort of together, both these bands still in contact. We haven't done anything with Giants for a while, but we, you know, obviously with the COVID and everything, it's difficult to get together. And so those guys are all in Brisbane and I'm down in Tasmania. Um, the Gin Club is doing a streaming show um, on, God, when is it? The 26th, I think, of uh, February for our um, um, our bandmate Brad is having a little bit of a hard time at the moment, so we're doing like a streaming thing. So, yeah, we're, we're still doing stuff with the Gin Club, but, um, yeah, I just figured, look, it'd be easier if I could just start playing my own solo shows. It means I could be self-sufficient and I could do all the things I wanted to do without having to sort of – um, drag other people around or rely on, you know, be, I was always getting angry with all the band members saying, you know, we should move to England or we should go to the States or we should do And they were like, you know, we, we don't really want to do that. I want to, you know, I want to get a job and, you know, I'm sick of going away all the time and, and various other things, you know. So, um, yeah, I started releasing, like I did a little EP. I was always like writing songs, you know, all the songs in the gene club were sort of like these solo songs, but then I, I got together with um, – I met a guy named Gareth Lydiard from a band here called The Drones. I don't know if you've heard of those sure. guys. Um, Actually, um, there's a lot of bands named The Drones over the years. <laughs> Popular yeah, name. One time I saw – yeah, I saw this at the Hong Kong Cafe in Chinatown. This was like 40 years ago. And they got beat up from dudes in the audience. I felt so fucking bad for them. That's bullshit. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I want to play. I want to play a tune that you wrote called "I'm No uh, Ornithologist," like bird, oh, cool. bird scientist. Mm-hmm. 
such a talking. Hey, I wanna be what I wanna be. I'm only talking. My such a talking.
Like a mainframe on its last legs Such am I Just one more update Just passing by You're a particle swimming around my eyes And I have so many questions Should come as no surprise of the daylight Diminished agency Slow on the uptake show yeah that chunk of music star out ben salter i'm no ornithologist and we uh, off air people were talking about birds like fucking flocks of cockatoos i saw also like uh kangaroos just hanging out yeah <laughs> we got we got um we got an echidna that lives in our yard would you believe little spidey i believe, spidey it, I believe dude. it i believe it. uh then my, my friend nez in the hokkaido part of japan by the way they just had a jishin uh, earthquake uh, I think by Fukushima, like, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, whenever that was. I hope everything's okay. But anyway, my buddy Nez, he's Irish cat, and he lives there now in Hokkaido. I actually met him in England. and uh, He sent me a bunch of bands from there, really interesting. So here, here's some music. Uh, Plop, 
with uh, his and her circumstances. Not Sun Childs from a lonely Be- uh, Beckman. Maybe that's that soccer player. Huh? Not work from Of Reality. No, the tunes of reality. Not work. Not wonk. Not work. It's not wonk. <laughs> Idiot. Why? McMango. No, that's probably MC Mango. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. And then uh, Spartan, Spartan Kicks with Sloth Loves Futon. <laughs> Zosun Spark with Thief Man. Yes. What's happening in Hokkaido right now? Big uh, live house scene. And then finally, Ben Salter, Summer of the Loud Birds. So you're in summer now, and it's early morning. It's like 8 in the morning, 8.30 now for you people. And you say uh, it's loud with the birds. Yeah, we get it's. It, we live in a really, really beautiful spot. Like where I'm sitting, I'm staring out at the ocean. The, the Staring out directly down towards Antarctica, pretty much. Um, but uh, the... Yeah, we have parrots, we have lorikeets, rainbow lorikeets, and we have like white cockatoos and black cockatoos, and it's pretty magical. Yeah, but they do make a little bit of a racket. It was a good time though with the summer of the loudbirds. That was, uh, yeah, that worked out pretty well. We had some wild ones here. They're gone now in Pedro, but people would take these fucking comorants, and you know they'd be all bitey and shit, so they let them free. So there was flocks of these things, cherry-headed comorants. Yeah. Now in the city too, there's a doc called uh, parrots, but they ain't parrots of a Telegram Hill. Telegram. Anyway, how'd you get to Tasmania? You should tell the people. Well, I moved to I moved down to Melbourne when I started doing the solo stuff because Melbourne was really, um, you know, for a long time there and probably still is the, the the sort of the you know it was Sydney in the eighties and nineties in Australia was the real epicenter of bands and rock and roll, and then it, it just sort of moved down to Melbourne and it's where all the venues were, so many venues and. It was the only place really in Australia where you could go in Melbourne and, and play. If you wanted to be a musician, you could go and play like every night of the week, you know, if you wanted to. There's um, And you still, I mean, until all this COVID shit happened, you, you still could, you know. Um, really vibrant scene. So I lived there for about six years. That's where I met my partner, Jacqueline, and I was playing around all the time and, and I released, recorded a few solo albums down there and then um, started coming down to Tasmania for various things. There's a big museum down here called Mona um, that was built around 10 years ago, almost exactly 10 years ago. And um, They have festivals, offshoots. Um, as you know, we were discussing uh, Brian Ritchie from the Violent Femmes, uh, directs programs, a lot of the music. and um, But anyway, they had me down for the various things and, and I started spending a lot of time in Tasmania and I was, you know, I've got some family history from here. My father's family are all from Tasmania. and um, But I never really came here when I was a kid or anything and it's just incredibly beautiful it's incredibly it's it's a bit wilder you know it's an island and it's um there's a bit of a darkness here there's a lot of really awful history yeah awful. I know about that Jesus you know where awful. Brian Ritchie is from same town as Liberace Milwaukee I gotta cut you <laughs> off here though Ben because we're at the end of the second hour of February 13 2021 edition live for Pedro show special guest Ben Salter hang tight for hour three February 13, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
is a story you should know I just played a hundred shows And they weren't packed But I still tack Talking about a G.I. Joe And then it became a thing I never felt, never felt that sting Then it became a thing I always thought that I'd someday be king Then it became a thing Then it became a thing It's deja vu all over again, people. Pilot air. <laughs> Can't blame me. Quit. Ben Salter with Diggers Waltz. This little town tragic comedy. Adam Mendoza, Art Matters 1. There's an Art Matters 2. I'll play it next. Deep in the Woods, 66. Heavy lyrical content out of Dublin. Quiet Pig Out Italy, Friday night. Now we have one. Uh, Sam Lock Ward, the Quiet Man out of Iowa City. Live. And then finally, it became a thing. Ben Salter, Ben, enlighten us to Diggers Waltz. Well, it's a, it's we call in Australia like um, you know war veterans. Uh, we have a thing called the Returned Servicemen's League, the RSL, and we call it's a really old tradition. Uh, we call the soldiers like the grunts or the the infantry are called diggers in Australia. Um, I think something to do with digging trenches back in World War One or something. Yeah, but, well, wasn't there something called ANZAC? Yeah, the Anzacs is what we call our, you know, the Australian New Zealand Army Corps. Basically, they call them Anzacs. And there was um, a sad thing in- about a parade. Waltz and Matilda, right? And these guys had their legs, a Gallipoli, Gallipoli. Gallipoli, yeah, war. that's right. Yeah. It's all part of our, um, our self-mythologizing here in Australia. Um but, uh, yeah, the dig- so when you go, we have this one day, we have Anzac Day, right, like you were talking about, which is the day when we remember all the people that have, you know, died in wars and all that kind of stuff. And um, so all the veterans, you know, they go down to the RSL, we call it, and they get really drunk and they stagger around. And um, when they're staggering around drunk, we call it the Diggers Waltz. Okay, okay, that's a little different than this this parade. It was, you know what I'm talking about, Waltz, maybe it's a, Australian yeah, there's song. a song. There's yeah. a song called The Band Played Walsing Matilda. Yeah, it's all about Anzac Day and about that they have a big parade. I mean, I guess they have a parade first, then they start drinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there's always parades at the beginning of wars, but the ones at the end no one wants to go to because it's the no. fucking reality, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Nothing to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. God, I wish human beings would learn. But uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, sacrifices by people. Understand that the diggers probably from digging trenches and shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you've written buttloads of songs. How do you get inspired? Oh, just I get inspired by everything, and you know increasingly um it's all about you know the, the the method of writing is um sort of makes the inspiration come from anywhere you know i just sort of write down stuff all the time i i watch a lot of antiques roadshow you know this this show from england um they have it in america as well where people bring all their old stuff on and talk about it i get a lot of lyrical ideas from there um but uh yeah you know i just like what i love what? writing songs i love making up making sounds I'm, I'm i still get really excited by yeah, it and, well yeah. i was going to ask you about the sounds uh I, yeah lyrics it's kind of you're an observer right but well how, how, how do you get inspired uh, with the sounds with the mu uh, music part um i don't know it's i guess it's a little trickier um, to, to keep that fresh like i'm really superstitious about um what i listen to you know like i, I find it i have to be in the right state of mind to um to listen to um certain kinds of music like i tend to listen to a lot of jazz and a lot of like classical and like japanese traditional music and that kind of stuff where it's not anything like the music that i make i suppose although hopefully those influences sort of start to seep in but um yeah i, I like to just keep it really random like i don't like to sit down and like go i'm gonna work out a song and i'm gonna you know make it it's gonna be these chords i prefer to just like hit, hit record on a computer or a um, whatever it is I'm recording on or a phone or whatever and just see what comes out. Um, and that seems to be the, the, um, the way that sort of keeps me, keeps me interested these days. You always compose on guitar? Um, no, I've, I, I, I do a little bit of stuff. Like I like to write on, to start with drums quite often. So I play the drums or I play like a, a beat on a, on a keyboard or I play, um, just anything, but it's really nice to start with, Start with something like rhythmically and then bass, actually. Like, I really like writing on, on bass um, and then adding the stuff. I'm trying to sort of get away from using lots of guitars. Um, yeah, it's just sort of – it's it seems to me to have more magic when I'm playing an instrument that I don't really know what I'm doing, you know, so it feels like feels like more fresh, I guess. Yeah. Bass is a composition tool, you know. I'm kind of a proponent of that. I think it's interesting mm. because you leave a, a lot of room for your collaborators. Uh, what, when did you get into ba did you always did the bass did you always do drums when did you get is this from the yeah. club when you guys traded yeah. instruments and shit like that yeah totally and and before that in Giants of Science like I would always me and Steve the drummer we would write a lot of the songs together and um, we would just swap like he would write a lot of stuff on guitar and I'd get on the drums and play like I'm not a great drummer but I can play enough to you know hold my own I guess and then yeah when we did the gin club um I played a lot of bass in that band because we we're always swapping instruments and played a lot of drums as well and never really picked up keys. I'm not, I'm still not, I'm still want to learn piano, but um, yeah. So yeah, I love, I really love playing bass. And that's um, a and good really idea, people. You hear that? Trade places in your bands. <laughs> mm. Look, I want to play the surmountable realm. Ways of being somehow impervious to irony. The eye is seeing, no longer malleable to chivalry. The tires are singing, 
on the broken bits of bitumen the clouds are bringing a dearth of mental acumen somehow stuck movement involuntary out of luck potent idiosyncrasy read the right acts and it didn't ring untrue hypochondriac what's this insulin to do looking down onto the green grass from a plane that is now yawning I am yawning in the clouds I am ignoring all the warnings looking down upon the rubble I am drifting and descending there's a meaning I am bending neurons firing in all the wrong directions Now all the bets are off, just not making the connections. Ways of seeing, somehow impervious to tragedy. The eye is being, lightly shrugging off its history.
think that because the body has limits, like mine does, that the brain does too. But my brain's going at warp speed. Sometimes you approach a person that was referred to you for something, for a business deal or for a job. They see the chair before they see my mental ability. Some people do that, but other people don't. I had a job when I came here. I first worked at Walmart, and the manager that hired me apparently saw more than a man in a chair. I was there for a while. The thing is, people are apprehensive. There's too much fear. What if this happens, or what if that happens on the job? How is he going to do this? How is he going to do that? How is he going to manage this, and how is he going to manage that? But they could worry about that about someone who's not in a chair. You got to make the best of it. I try to. Sometimes no, and sometimes yes.
Watt for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. The Surmountable Realm, which is a provocative title because people use that other way of saying surmountable, <laughs> an antonym. And they probably don't even realize why they're saying it. They, they, they like all the syllables and it makes them feel big. <laughs> Maybe. Manuel Maresco with the manual for errors after that. Uh, acoustic Malpanza. Warp Speed from David Greenberger and Prime Lands. Voice Stops, Clatter, and Part from Xenochronic AMM All-Stars with Watt on Bass. This is Trading Files. I was part, a lot part of this thing. It's South London over the internet. Ben Salter finally was second-rate entertainer. So, so what about this thing about Trading Files? Do you do that? Yeah, oh man, now that you mention it, I'm going to be sending you some files. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, I've been doing heaps of it over lockdown. I've got a whole, we've recorded a couple of albums. Um, I've got this other band, this punk rock band called The Young Liberals. Um, and we've got like Niles, eight albums. I think we just released our eight, eighth album um, just a couple of months ago. But we, I've also recorded like a new solo album that I haven't released that's all stuff, people playing drums in different places and people playing bass and keys and yeah it's it's been i love it you know it's just another way that of um of doing of collaborating you know i ultimately i just love collaborating with people and love making new stuff and so yeah but that's a trip because on the other hand you said i had to be solo man man alone well yeah that's the weird thing because on my albums you know i love i love having guests and i love having exploring all the sounds but the solo thing was really more when I'm performing live, you know, because it's expensive to have a band in Australia. It's expensive to get people around. And if you've got Ben Salter written on the, you know, on the poster, I can't be, you know, I got to pay, I got to pay the band, you know, you got to pay for all the stuff and it's expensive. And, um, and I just get, I'm getting old and I'm getting grumpy. And so I just can't be bothered rehearsing. And so I prefer to just make the stuff and then, and then ask questions later. So yeah, when I play live, I tend to just try and figure out how to play all these weird songs that I've, put all these keyboards and stuff on and try oh, to figure mean, out how to play them with just an acoustic guitar, you know? You mean these days you like to collab with recording, but when it comes to gigs, it's still man alone. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I whenever I release a new album, I try to do a band and have, you know, different band. and um, But, yeah, a, a lot of the time recently I've just been playing solo, yeah. So... A little experience, right? You've been doing this a couple of years. <laughs> what about <coughs> somebody younger getting in this racket? What advice? Oh, I just say, um, you know, do it. You got to do it for the right reasons. Like you got to be in love with, um, you got to be in love with sleeping on the couch, and you got to be in love with hanging out with your friends and uh, for four hours waiting to play a gig, and you got to be in love with talking about. You know, um, all the built to spill albums, and you got to be in love with, oh, you know, no, yeah, no, he's from Boise. No, stuff about being famous and being rich and all that shit is just like it's not. It's just not um, what it's about. You know, it's it's about the it's about the music and it's about making stuff and and forging friendships and um, you know, yeah, that's what I would say to people. Yeah, Doug up in Boise. Sometimes I've seen them with like three or four guitar players on stage. Yeah, yeah, it's look, crazy. Look, look where can people find you on the internet, Ben? 
they can find me. It's like I've got a website. Uh, it's bensalter.com.au for Australia. Um, Sp- spell that name, for people, okay? Um, spell it out? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Ben Salter, B-E-N-S-A-L-T-E-R dot com dot A-U. And then there's, I've also got a band camp page, which is probably the best place yeah, to go. Well, you got probably we, links from your site to that. Yeah, Bandcamp's yeah. really good. I think Bandcamp's the best place for music people to get their stuff heard and out there. Yeah, totally. It's been totally. a big honor, Ben. When you get some new releases, another buttload, can you flow them to me and uh, I'd like to have you back on the show. And if you want oh, me to collaborate, play some bass on your thing, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it big time. Oh man, well, Mike, you know, I, I got to say, I've been reading your um your sort of newsletter. I've been on your mailing list for like twenty years now, and it's um such a source of inspiration. And uh, so, yeah, absolute honor. The honor's all mine. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, right back, right back, yeah. But I want you back, okay? People, 5th, yeah. February thirteenth, twenty twenty one, edition Wapito. She'll keep you powder dry.